Rangers and residents of Briarwood, New Zealand, welcome <laughs> to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely comrade, Kennedy. Hey, 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 hey. Happy birthday. Thank you. And today, Kennedy's got a special guest for us. We've got Andrew Hillary from Worst Week Yet. <laughs> Wonderful podcast that if you've never listened to it, um, just wow. I don't know what to say. I'm astonished. I didn't anticipate the podcast's name really never seeming to fall flat every single <laughs> fucking week. Yeah, it, it keeps working, you know, mm -hmm. keeps working. Uh, really good name last year. All of last every year. You're just, mm -hmm. you're killing it with the podcast name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much since the beginning of uh, January 2020, it's pretty much been uh, every day I log on, punches wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're on 35 weeks that we've been doing it. And there hasn't once been a week where I've been like, well, this one wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, well uh, uh, it, it's Andrew, a pleasure to have you here. Um, you're not very familiar with the Power Rangers, right? Not this iteration of the Power Rangers. Um, I did watch it as a kid. Like, whatever version was on in the early to mid-90s, I watched that. It's definitely not this version. I, before you tell me what years this came out, I need to tell you that I cannot tell. Like, this could have been anywhere from 97 to 2025. Like, the, some of the way that, like, it just looked like it looked like it could have been made last week just with that low of a budget. Because, um, like, although it was, like, the, the shape of the picture was squarish instead of rectangle, like, it's it still sort of looked like some of the shots were, were in HD. And I'm very confused about this show. It, it exists in a place where time is not real. I don't know what you said about New Zealand, but I'm going to assume that that might play some play some part in why the show feels both ancient and futuristic. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm actually I'm so glad that you picked up on that naturally, because we've been kind of feeling this way about the Disney era Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. uh, to give you a little perspective, Andrew, Disney has at the point that you're watching owned the Power Rangers for the last four seasons, including this one. OK. okay. And so we're kind of on this new arc where the Power Rangers is made by Disney and they want to make it cheaply. So they make it in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. um, but they also, because it's made by Disney, in some ways, certain aspects of it are better and kind of higher budget because of their like access to better tools and things like that than Saban ever had. Okay. So it's like very surreal because they're trying to do it as cheaply as possible, but what cheaply as possible means for Disney is still like above what somebody else might make in some ways. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a very, that's how you get that uncanny valley where it's like at times it feels like it could have been made around the same time as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the original mm -hmm. Power Rangers. And at other times it feels like you said, like, was this made like two weeks ago? Is this like a school project? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. On the one hand, higher digital effects budget and everything. On the other hand, more misogyny. <laughs> you can't yeah, CGI I'm, misogyny. 
to put this into perspective, it's funny that you say that because this season comes out in 2006, I believe. And so with that being said, this is like the blue wave has hit the states, right? This is like <laughs> liberalism starts to really, uh, you know, take its pro-war tendencies and start to stretch it out amongst the left, right? Is this um, when Yaz Queen Pelosi first donned her crown? <laughs> well, this is when Obama starts popping up into the conversation of being right, a potential right. contender for 08, right? So we're starting to see the, the first bloomings of like the Obama era stasis. And that's why it kind of feels like it could literally take place in any year from 2006 to now because liberalism kind of took that identity and this is kind of like the start of it, right? Okay. A lot of the memes and stuff you see in here and the ideology that gets spewed in here is of that like early Obama era. Mm -hmm. I got to be honest, but, I was so blown away but by every detail of what the people in this show do. I picked up on nothing political. <laughs> I was just wondering... <laughs> And we'll, we'll get to some of the things I was wondering, but they, uh, you know, at a certain point, there's things that, while deeply they may not be as important as politics, you can't help but look away from them. You know, <laughs> like, if you're too busy worrying about, I don't know, why are the Power Rangers also witches, you're not going to be like, what is the message behind this? It's yeah, true. I mean, that's one way to disguise that, right? Uh, they use that that's so much. Got, so That's how they get uh, you. <laughs> Well, that's how they get you for to push like propaganda, which was the mm -hmm. last season before this. What? <laughs> uh, where they're like, "Whoa, don't worry about the police brutality now. It's the Power Rangers." ACAB right. includes the Power Rangers, doesn't it? For that season, yes. There's okay. other seasons where they're like, actually, the Power Rangers are social workers. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this show? <laughs> It could go anywhere, and this kind of proves it. I mean, for the longest time, we were like, man, they really need to do something fantastical with the Power Rangers to really stretch like the magical elements. And what better way to do it than during the height of the Harry Potter era with yeah. wizards and witches and, and that whole concept. And so now we get Power Rangers Mystic Force. And what's funny about this season is that Japan seems to really like Harry Potter too, because the Sentai footage also like really plays up some very Harry Potter elements as well. Wait, how much of this show? So is this show like made? What is, why is there Sentai footage also? What what is happening? Does Japan make a version of this show where everybody's in costume, and then there's parts with Japanese? people not in costume and then whenever okay. new zealand makes the show they do it <laughs> they just replace the the non-costume people and leave the costume stuff you're you're pretty 50 much words or less yeah. explanation <laughs> yeah, so basically I'm, I'm saban went to japan mm -hmm. saban went to japan saw a couple of tv shows on the screen and went huh masked heroes in action footage I can take that, cut out the Japanese stuff, insert American slice of life, and then not have to spend all the money on the special effects and stuff. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Genius. It's a genius move. Um, well, I mean, even the Japanese shows, 
they would be dubbing over those action scenes, right? These are mm -hmm. like stunt actors in the suits doing these high intensity action scenes. And then they come back and dub it over too. And that's like what Saban realized. He's like, oh, all these act all these really cool high intensity action scenes are dubbed over anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have the files <laughs> with like completely <laughs> muted. Less work for us. So <laughs> I also I also noticed that the sound effects in the show are very intense. I don't I don't remember that from from the uh from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It very well could have been the same on there, but like they were like going overboard with with some of those lasers and explosion sounds and it was I was laying in my bed. I, I also forgot to do this until like three in the morning last night. So I did watch all three of the episodes you sent, but I was like just I couldn't sleep after. Like I couldn't sleep before <laughs> or after. I was I had so much going on in my head. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that's... that's more emblematic of like the Disney Marvel esque the Marvelification, if you mm -hmm. will, of of Power Rangers. Cause I think that's definitely one thing that they've gone so far as to add like more American footage to the action sequences and then like beef up the explosions and the, the violence on screen and stuff. Yeah. Well let's get into it. <laughs> sure. Wait, uh, I have one more question. Do oh, they yeah, yeah. do Go this? Ahead. Do they do this where they make um, versions of it in other countries besides Japan and America? Like, is there like, like a version where it's French people like eating a baguette and then they cut to the action footage? <laughs> I know Korea. I don't. I, don't um, I think Korea. So so basically, Power Rangers is the most popular Sentai. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's popular than the Japanese original that it derives the storylines from. Hmm. So like you mean it's that's just not just a guy on acid. Yeah, no. <laughs> so so it's more popular than the Japanese original, right? It's like it's like if like Americans adapt it's like if like Death Note the movie, the 2017 movie, became the Death Note that we all mm -hmm. just referenced all the time, right? It'd be like one of those types of events. Yes, they do get dubbed over. So the American footage does get dubbed over for the other languages. I know this because when I was on Netflix, back when Netflix had all the seasons, I put on Portuguese because I wanted to know hmm. what it sounded like. And Bulk and Skull started speaking in Portuguese and it was great. Whatever it is. Whatever this is. All right, so let's start off. We'll do them uh, in just chronological order like we usually do. So we'll start off with Legendary Catastros, which is the sixth episode of Power Rangers Mystic Force. And uh, a savvy listener might notice that all of our episodes for the best and worst this time tend to trend towards earlier in the season. We'll talk about that in the season review and how they completely botched like the last third of this season. <laughs> yeah, so Legendary Catastros, episode six, is one of Nick's best episodes. Uh, I hate. I hate <laughs> that you're saying that. that that's Is like that the, the Red worst part about it. Yes, because okay. the Red Ranger's best episode being episode six really shouldn't have happened, but we needed to include a Nick episode because Nick's he great. Fixed a horse honestly. with a cell phone. That's his. That's yeah. his come to Jesus moment. Like he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I spoiled also, the episode. This is, uh, no, it's fine. Also, this is this episode is Montero. I don't know if anyone else noticed oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But I'm like, I'm like, Lil Nas X was watching. He would have been the right age growing up to be watching Mystic Force Power Rangers. I don't know. Just saying. Um, so <laughs> we need to invite Lil Nas X on the pod. <laughs> right? Uh, Lil Nas X, come watch Power Rangers with us. So, um, so the Rangers are at Root Core, and Udana's like, let me tell you kids a crazy magical story from back in the day. There was a magic horse called Catastros, and nobody could ride that freaking horse, let me tell you. That's just impossible. Everyone tried, and most of them died. And they're like, damn, that's wild. Uh, and Nick in particular is kind of like slightly put off by like horse talk. And they're like, what's up, Nick? Are you uncomfortable around horses? And he's like, I just, I, I had a really annoying horse girl neighbor. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick actually grew up next to the horse girl that tweets out the worst things about horses. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. After the big battle where they defeated evil originally, uh, Korag has had Catastros, the only person to ever tame the mighty horse. They're all like, dang, that's that's kind of a spooky story. The, and, imp- uh, the, the, <laughs> the lines being read <laughs> like the... <laughs> Reading between the lines this episode is really something else, let me it, tell you. It really is. Go on. Uh, and which is kind of funny because it's not really like they deal with way scarier stuff than this on a daily basis. It just felt like a little like goosebumpsy or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it does. It feels very goosebumpsy. There's a whole thing with like uh, Claire messing up spells as usual. Nick fixes it. There's like a small comment about how Nick's getting good at magic, you know, which is, I guess, you know, you love to see it. To what's coming next because. Uh, Catastros, everything's gonna about to go wrong with Catastros. But before we get fully there, we have some fun stuff with the villains. The villains this season are very entertaining, and they fight amongst themselves a lot. And there's a little bit of that going on this episode. Mordecai, he really wants to leave the underworld. Korag isn't that interested in helping Mordecai with anything, and is actively lying to him at this point about like what's been going on on the surface. Korag has like captured one of the Rangers' Megazord powers, uh, and is just straight up lying to Mordecai and being like, nah, I lost. <laughs> 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 Which is just kind of funny. And then Necroli also is like in the middle of it, kind of suspiciously playing both sides. Uh, and this really is like, this episode helps to really establish that dynamic between the three of them. Um, which is one of the reasons why we considered it like a fun and good episode from this season. Yeah. Also, all the scenes, we talked about this in the first uh, episode for this season, but all the scenes in the underworld look cool as hell. Yeah, They did look really sure. cool. Also, I like I will transition say... to the underworld, just, just because the uh, it, it looks like the Doom 3 transition when you like traverse to hell and shit. <laughs> Definitely um, reminiscent of that. I will say I'm glad to hear you explaining this because uh, as somebody who is not familiar at all with the show, they were throwing a lot at me for this to be, uh, for frankly, any of these episodes. I actually watched them in reverse order because I'm an idiot. An idiot. So, um, but, so this was the third of the three that you sent me that I watched. And I'm like, 
you know, watching all this backstory, but I, I didn't have enough of the later story to understand why any of it mattered. But I'm like, oh, I know that person. Oh, they're in the underworld. This is sick. What is happening? Why is there a horse? A lot of these episodes are a lot, just in general. Yeah, yeah. This was another season where we were frequently asking ourselves, how did we get here? You know, during the episodes. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that that was, was happening for you that that knows this show because it was happening a lot for me. Yeah, but at least we found it to be in more of a fun way compared to like some of the previous seasons where we were asking, how did we get here? And we're just frustrated and we're not having any fun at all. At least some of the things like looked cool and were fun. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think the the big part about this, it's like they squeeze a lot into like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do find yourself asking that question, but you're never left like disappointed in such a way where you were just like, ah, that was like really shitty because they rushed all of it. It was more like, holy fuck, why am I? Why is everybody big now? But ah, shit, it's so fucking cool. Who gives a fuck? Right? <laughs> it's one of those. Whereas like SPD the season previous to this, like they would just get into a Megazord in the first like two minutes. And you're like, Oh, we're here now. Oh, okay. Right. When there was, was trouble, there... police just immediately needed to go right to the Megazord. Yep. <laughs> was there this level of like 16, 16 layer dip of storylines going on in mighty Morphin power Rangers? Because like, I mean, I was a kid when I watched it, but like, this was so much. Like, there was so many, like, not just the story of, I just, is this something that they didn't do before, or that I just completely let it wash over me and didn't think about it then? No, it was way, it was way less complex in the okay. NPR era. In fact, like, we like to jokingly reference the uh, season one finale a lot, because mm -hmm. the season one finale of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was Zack goes on a date and it's not very good. Uh, and that was how they ended the season. Um, yeah, it wasn't to be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I've ended a few seasons of my life that way as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there were like multiple um, points yeah. where I completely forgot that I was watching a Power Ranger show. Like I'm in this like fucking mythical forest, and I'm like following this like like this weird quest that somebody's on, and then like five minutes go by and i'm like oh yeah no they're in suits now okay i forgot i forgot okay like <laughs> oh and then they're working at a, a music store sometimes don't do, forget again, that part again what <laughs> <laughs> why did it need another layer like, <laughs> 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 yeah this is harry um, potter and which... power rangers it's also high fidelity for no reason yeah it's also high fidelity for no reason at yeah. all <laughs> <laughs> This so is the hi-fi man season. Of the music store. Uh, Nick shows up at the music store late, and it's because he's having nightmares about a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that scary story about the horse that really got to him. <laughs> um, he watched that episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> <laughs> and he just couldn't like, sleep after. Oh. It was like you. <laughs> Andrew, you you were up at 3 a.m. Yeah. watching this show and you couldn't sleep after that. The, he's having the same experience. It's all linked <laughs> together. Uh, you know, uh, 
if, if you came to this podcast, you're spiritually aligned with this message or whatever. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. I was so overwhelmed in the moment that I didn't even realize how much I did identify with Nick or would be in the future identifying with Nick. <laughs> this, okay, I've got Inception with the Power Rangers. Can we please? <laughs> <laughs> That's really, I don't know if that's happened before on this show. We're really, we're breaking new ground today. I feel uh, like for the 66 minutes of Power Rangers that I watched, I'm going to require years of intensive trauma therapy. Just unpack it all. But I'm glad you guys are tracks. helping me out to get to, to get a start on it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first step. The Rangers have to take off because Korag is messing stuff up again. They form the Mystic Dragon. Because they can't do their like regular Megazord. And Korag is in like full Megazord swagger mode, just wrecking shit. Uh, and is strong as hell. So of course that's not enough. The Rangers get dunked on almost instantly. Necroli is like deciding to get in the middle of it though. And so that kind of saves the Rangers' butts. Uh, because Necroli shoots Korag with an arrow, and then Korag's like, I'll deal with the Rangers later. I hate Necroli so much. I gotta do this first. <laughs> Korag um, wants a clean, fair fight. Clean, fair fight, yeah. Uh, he's the never-Trump Republican of this season. Yes. Korag is and Liz just, Cheney. That, yes. <laughs> and if you just frame every decision Korag makes like that, it all makes sense. Korag takes off or tries to, but there's like some confusion because Nick like gets in the way as big form. He's the red mystic titan. It all gets like weird and Nick ends up stranded in some weird place with Catastros. Yeah, I don't understand. Did I miss how he got to that place or was it just not clear? It's just magic, homie. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I was having a breakdown at this point because this was the third of the three episodes I watched. I'm like, now we're in a purple forest. I don't, I, okay, I'm just taking it. I'm, I'm no longer capable of asking any more questions. Like, <laughs> he was transported. Yeah. Oh, yeah, happens to the best of us. He's transported. <laughs> <laughs> he got isekai'd, okay? Just that's how it goes. <laughs> um, Nick is like running around in this weird purple dimension, the Montero dimension with Catastros. And he's freaked out as hell. This horse is scaring the shit out of him. And he doesn't know what to do. Uh, he tries to contact the other rangers, but he can't. The rangers, they go back to uh, Hogwarts and they're, t they're like, Udana, we don't know what's going on. Nick's missing, and they can't figure it out on their side either. The acid trip went wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> they run straight to their dealer. <laughs> Udana's like, I told you, stay in one place. Keep an eye on each other. Don't let anyone wander off. <laughs> Don't let Nick get into the car. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the left would be a lot more <laughs> successful if we could just convince everybody that under communism, we would have power rangers. <laughs> you know, abolish the police and replace them with what? Here it is, folks. <laughs> Who are you going to call whenever somebody breaks in your house? The fucking Green Ranger, dude. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. They can teleport. 
<laughs> they will be there instantly. <laughs> I was just going to say, you could have just said, uh, under communism, we would have paid lunch breaks with guarantee. <laughs> Psychedelics. Wait, hold on, though. Actually, think about this. The Mystic Force Power Rangers can teleport anywhere where there's a tree. So if you want the benefit of law enforcement, you have to plant trees in your yard. This is woke. <laughs> uh, this is when Phineas shows up. Phineas is a very disturbing character. See, I, Phineas, because I watched them out of order, I was already accustomed to Phineas before everybody else met him. Uh, because like I watched in season <laughs> by episode 14, which was the first one I watched, uh, they were already like helping him go to the dentist or something like they were, they were like homies with Phineas, but like, so then <laughs> watching episode six, I'm like, Oh, you guys just met this dude. He's pretty sketchy. Why are you friends with him this quick? Like, I don't know. Uh, Phineas <laughs> is a character. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. He's, he's a, a, he's a good old boy. Phineas <laughs> voted for Trump, but it was because of economic reasons. Yeah, he voted yeah. for Trump Trump only once. He was one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second time around, he was like, I can't do it. He you voted libertarian. Racism. I just wanted <laughs> I just wanted economy and maybe weed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I hate him. I hate this character Phineas so much. I live around people like this. It's not fun when you're around a bunch of Phineas. He's a troll. He's a literal woods troll. Where do you? <laughs> Grav lives in Tennessee. He looks like a, <laughs> he go. looks like a he looks like a kind of Bigfoot that could hold down a job. Like why why do you know these kind of people? <laughs> I'm right <laughs> by the Smoky Bigfoot Mountains. That could hold down a job. That is definitely the best description of Phineas. <laughs> I am literally by the Smoky Mountain. <laughs> um, so Phineas is like he he gives the teens a weird speech about not giving up on Nick, and they're he like, "Oh, his mud hole! Damn, that's that's good stuff. That's really powerful." <laughs> Even though it's just this troll dude talking nonsense. This is like the power of the cis straight white male privilege of believing themselves rational. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you know, you're told your whole life that the, the absolutely ridiculous whatever nonsense you believe, it's never emotional. You're a, you're a, 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 a rational man. That's Phineas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nick has a hard time with the Catastros thing for a little while, and at one point it looks like he's going to get trampled, but then Catastros just kind of lies down. Yeah. And Nick is like, this is my chance to get out of here. But then he's like, wait, maybe I'm being a complete freaking wimp about this. <laughs> There's no horse. Like I, I could probably take ten percent off of my panic level. 
I will uh, say I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of horses. They're too big. It makes me a little uncomfortable. Um, also, their eyes are really big, so I feel like they can like really see me. If you know what I mean, like they can see all my secrets. So mm. I'm not a big fan of horses. But uh, if one was like lying down, I think I'd be a little more brave around it too. You know, like once you're on the ground, like yeah, I could take a horse if I needed to. If I yeah, needed I to. mean that. I definitely horses on the ground. You can like walk around to where its legs aren't mm-hmm. are, so you won't immediately get blown the fuck out. <laughs> 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 it's good to have a healthy respect for what a horse can do to you, damage wise. Yeah. Also, I know horses have shoes. I've never really seen how they work, but I assume if a horse was lying down, you tie its shoelaces together, you're winning that fight. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing so horseshoe Nick, jokes, you guys. Horse- I'm a professional comedian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've made tens of dollars doing comedy as a career. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than I, I have. That. Mm. I love that. I hope you take this joke to your next set. Just <laughs> <laughs> reference the Power Rangers. And make a horseshoe joke, and then just watch as the audience is just like, "The fuck is happening?" Catastros <laughs> 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 is hurt. Nick realizes, mm-hmm. and Nick heals Catastros's wound. And wouldn't you know it, Nick, his morpher starts glowing and shit. Nick becomes the new person who can sometimes control Catastros. Which is actually really interesting and one of the reasons why I like this episode. Nick doesn't just get to steal Catastros from Korag the way it would work in like some previous Power Rangers seasons a lot of the time where you have similar story arcs. Instead, Korag and Nick are both the two people that can independently tame Catastros. Who has control over Catastros at a given time is completely random. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's very cat-like of Catastros, you know? Cat does what it wants. That's why I identify with Catastros. I'm a, I'm a cat guy, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you know that about me. I also a cat person. I'm allergic to it. cats. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> Sad. More Pour cats for me. <laughs> Um, Um, yeah catastros does have some some cat vibes which makes sense because cat is the first part of his name oh my god there's so many (laughs) inceptionings happening in this episode we're cracking this one (laughs) wide open folks (laughs) um so nick is able much like how korag can form this like megazord with catastros nick is able to form a megazord with catastros now and let me tell you something this Megazord is way cooler than Korag's. This Megazord is cool as fuck. Nick's Catastros Megazord form is strong as hell for a one ranger Megazord. It's like and a G Gundam. Yeah, it's like a G Gundam. It's cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Uh, but what like what happens at the end of this fight with Korag? Uh <laughs> We got to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) God. So, 
Chip does the spell backwards. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were? Yes, that, that is one of it. Chip, what was it? What was the Chip exact the line? Chip solves the mysteries a lot in this season. And sometimes okay. it's pretty cool, but sometimes it's just more like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're trying to figure out how do we reverse this spell that sent Nick to the bad dimension. And then Chip's like, oh, I'll just say the spell backwards. And instead of saying goopity goopity goop, he's like bloopity bloopity bloop. And it just like works. And it's so. Igni Unu File? <laughs> <laughs> For for making so much of the episode take this long for them to figure it out, and then it's something so goofy. God, that's Mystic Force, though. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I loved that moment of the show so much. Um, and then right after that, uh, Nick comes out with Catastros. Yeah, and that's when he forms the Zord. Right? And he goes against Korag. And Korag, like, basically after the fight happens, Korag's all like, I don't know how you melded with Catastros, but I'll find out. <laughs> and he's like, he doesn't know how to process the fact that he's just been cucked. <laughs> Damn. Korag got cucked. That's a lot to, that's a lot to process. <laughs> one time i briefly dated a girl and my cat just liked her better than my cat likes me so i get it you know sometimes you can't control an animal you just have to accept you know you just have to accept the choices they make so true so basically the episode ends with udana and nick talking about all of what happened and just recapping the episode it's actually not a very significant scene yeah, uh, we. I, I basically, I, I needed to throw a Nick episode out there. Uh, this is why I, I chose the best of. I think that the Nick fight scenes were like some top tier shit. Uh, consistently, I think the action scenes in this show has been top tier shit. But yeah, we really needed to throw uh, Nick a bone because uh, we, we were really like trying to decide which Nick episode to go with. And the problem with a lot of Nick episodes is that uh, some part of the plot is bad. <laughs> so this one had like the least amount of bad plot in our eyes. And that, of course, was the Phineas stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, we thought it was great. And that's why we picked it. Yo, I fucked up. What? I wonder why Andrew said three episodes earlier. I sent long ago twice, and I failed to send you Stranger Within, which was the other one we were going to have you watch. I messed oh, up. Oh, I watched okay. episodes but. 6, 13, and 14. Yeah. Dang, really? Up. All four of our picks were in the first 15 episodes of the show? Yes. Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> if you want to review the one you didn't send me, I will have just as much understanding as the ones I did watch. Uh, I'm not going to yes. watch it. I'm never going to watch this again. I will, no, no, I will no. lie I to you and come on this pod and say <laughs> that I did and I won't. <laughs> what number episode was the one that I didn't get to see? Uh, it was number nine, Stranger Within Part 2. And I sent you the Power Rangers wiki article about it. Okay. 
it is a really good episode, which is such a shame. Because yeah. that one we I'm sorry autumn, I messed that up, was bro. like that was like our first pick for best. We were like, I oh know. yeah, this mm. is definitely like creme de la creme. But well, it's okay, uh, no worries. Break it down. What happened? So Stranger Within Part Two. So straight just to very, very like 30 second recap, Stranger Within Part One revolved around this plot where um there's this evil DJ turning people into vampires. <laughs> Oh, of course, this show needs another kind of mythical creature. For sure. Uh <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you gotta have more. <laughs> um, I liked it. It's a good uh plot twist. Uh it was it, it was actually a pretty fun episode in a lot of ways. Um the, and, the alternative, uh, mind you, Kennedy, the alternative is brainwashing. That's no, yeah, literally like <laughs> they always do brainwashing plots, always. And this always. is a much more fun version of that and it yeah mm -hmm. it was better on that level so there's this dj turning people into vampires and vita gets turned into a vampire they think at the end of the episode they've resolved it because they defeated the monster and turned everyone back to normal except that chip who is the vampire hunter extraordinaire um draws a circle of chalk around vita and she can't pass it still and it's revealed she's still a vampire so that's where part mm. two begins is that their friend Vita is still a vampire for some reason, which means there's some other vampire that turned her. Put and it to you this way, if part two bombed, part one would have probably made it on our best of. Okay. Yeah, because it was a fun episode. Yeah. So part two begins, the Pink Ranger, Vita, is totally under the control of Necroli, uh, because that's who has turned her. It's revealed to us, the audience. And Necroli, we didn't entirely know this up till now, but she's a vampire queen. Like, that's her whole thing. You know, I could see um, that. I could see that. Y yeah. Which makes, it, it makes sense because she has fangs and stuff and, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so back at Root Core, the rangers have Vita in a, in a circle of chalk. And she's kind of trying to trick them into letting her out. And they're trying to figure out what to do to save her because they don't know that it's Necroli. They don't, they don't know why she's still a vampire, like I said before. Before they can even like fully try to like help her, Korag is out messing stuff up the way he does. He just, Korag just like, he wakes up every day at 4 a.m. He reads the paper, drinks his coffee, has a nice big shit. Simple as. And then, and then. It's time to go wreck the town every day. <laughs> Simple as. Pub crawl every day, baby. <laughs> so Korag is uh, out there and, and he just, this is at the point where he's just telling Nick what's up. He just gets in Nick's mind and he's just like, let's fight. Meet me outside. I'm at the all subs. <laughs> and Nick just, just like, hey guys, we got to go. Korag, Korag wants to fight. They go off to fight Korag, except uh, Chip had already taken off by this time. Apparently, he was off on his own little quest already. So no one is left to watch Vita except Claire, who they're like, Claire, Vita's going to try to trick it. you. You messed stuff up a lot. Mm -hmm. Are you sure Typical you can do Claire. this? And Claire's like, yo, I got this 100%. <laughs> they take off. They do some battling with Korag. Chip shows up during the battle, 
uh, and like helps out some. Actually, I think he gets there first. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, Chip gets there first. Chip's like over eager this episode, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> Chip gets there first, and he's battling, and then everybody else shows up. Korag just does his usual thing where he just like wanted to like mess stuff up for a little bit and test them, and then he's like, "I'll come back when you're stronger," and takes <laughs> off. Typical Korag shit. The Rangers come back and they f- see Claire is trapped in the circle of chalk. And they're like, oh, dang it, Claire, you blew it. We knew you were going to blow it. And Claire's like, I'm sorry, will you please let me out? And they erase the chalk. And Claire's like, thank you. And she runs off. And then from a different door, Claire walks out. Oh, no. (laughs) Gita tricked the Rangers. Claire actually kept her shit together. (laughs) So they realize, oh, shit, Vita's out. And she goes straight to her master, Necroli, and is like, what is your bidding? And it actually starts to get very weird. (laughs) (laughs) Necroli is, like, touching Vita's face a lot. Like, a lot. Like, stroking (laughs) it. (laughs) And Necroli gives Vita this bag of apples. (laughs) This bag of magic apples. They really go there. This season is like that a lot. There's um, so much religious allegory this season. So it's ridiculous. Such a weirdly religious season. Uh, and is like, go trick your friends with the magic apples. Chip is trying to figure out what to do, basically. He's the vampire hunter again. And he's also like, again, he's our, he's our detective this season. He generally solves a lot of the mysteries. So he's trying to get to the bottom of all this vampire stuff and what to do. And he figures out that there's this thing that they can make called the Dawn Crystal that could possibly defeat the Queen of the Vampires. Uh, because at this point, they know that it's the Queen of the Vampires. They've been like slowly figuring this out during like the fights and stuff. Udana has been missing most of this time. And so Chip's like, dang, these ingredients to make this Dawn Crystal are, like, ridiculous. I don't know how we're going to do this. And Udana walks in. She's like, don't worry. That's where I've been this whole time. Ha <laughs> And hooks them up with the stuff. So Chip throws down and, like, makes this Dawn Crystal. And it's actually, like, a good scene for Chip because he's kind of like, whoa, I'm starting to feel like a real sorcerer. And Udana's like, you are a real sorcerer. You're doing the real shit right now, Chip. Chip's like, damn, I guess I am. I'm about to slay a vampire queen. (laughs) When Chip pulls out the Dawnbreaker bolt or whatever, that shit looks cool as hell. Yeah, and I mean, that's what happens almost immediately after is that they get into a fight with Necroli and Vita is... In ranger form, but fighting with Necroli against oh, the no. rangers. Are these so vampires able to withstand fight. sunlight? Yes, the queen of the vampires can, and she can bestow that ability upon others. It actually is mentioned in this episode, because okay. previously Vita could not be in the sunlight in part one. Mm. So there's a whole lore to it. <laughs> she basically oh, t- got there's double a, infected, There's another right? lore to the show that I'm unaware of? You're kidding. there's a lot of lore this season (laughs) and what's funny too is that the past three Disney seasons were all establishing some consistent lore that they threw out this season (laughs) to replace it with tons and tons of brand new lore (laughs) 
it's okay though because all of this lore only resides in the mystic realms. When I when I make my uh timeline my Zelda style timeline of the Power Rangers and where it splits and stuff, this will all make more sense, don't worry. <laughs> um, so, so there's a lot of that emo typical emotional Power Rangers stuff where Chip's like Vita, we're friends. Why are we fighting? <laughs> no, Vita, you can't do this. <laughs> no, it really goes on for a long time, like a long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but then Chip pulls out the Dawn Crystal. He realizes that there's just enough of Vita's personality left that she is like trying to break free in some ways and that they can probably coordinate an attack. And they this have to not do before this. Chip. This is not before Chip just going, you know, I'm okay. I realize this is for the greater good. She has to die. <laughs> like, that, well, yeah, there is Chip a was bit ready of that going to on. like kill V right there. Like, he was just like, I'm, I'm okay with this. I understand. I will not hold any guilt. Kind of, kind of, kind of weird. Uh, and so. <laughs> So Vita has been doing this like dorky pose since part one of this thing and like anime girl pose. And so she does like the anime girl pose to let Chip know that they can do this attack. And so even though the other rangers think Chip's about to kill Vita and are like trying to stop him, <laughs> Chip <laughs> goes through with it. And at the last second, Vita dodges out of the way. And Necroli gets hit with the Dawn Crystal, apparently defeating her. Except, uh -oh. not really, because the show pulls every punch. Every but that's time. just the nature. That's the nature of, of kids' television. Except the previous seasons of Power Rangers did not do this. Okay, okay. We'll get into the season review. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so... Uh, the only other main revelation of this episode that's super important is that we discover that Lily, at the very end, their weird and often sus suspicious and troublemaking friend that hangs around the record store a lot, is the daughter of Necroli. What? <laughs> it was a good plot twist. It was. Yeah. I tell you, yeah. if this wasn't my computer, context... I would have just spit my coffee out all over it. <laughs> thought about it, it for a second was, and i was like was good... oh no this was twelve hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> especially not for an audio show say the yeah. first stream right <laughs> <laughs> it would have landed it would have landed on sound alone <laughs> um next up we had episode 13 scaredy cat um, which again, this which was, was the, probably the weirdest thing that I watched out of order because I watched 14 and then 13. So I was like, oh, the, yeah, okay. Yeah. This, this <laughs> yeah, you probably should have watched 13 first. <laughs> I just watched them in the order they got sent. I didn't even think about it. But yeah, I, I should have thought about it. It's probably what I should have done. <laughs> it's fine. But this this episode we picked because it was just like surreal and fun. It was like one of the weirdest episodes of this season for sure <laughs> but in a good way overall uh yeah. this is the episode that introduces genji which is becomes like one of the more entertaining side characters for the rest of the season i think um definitely a lot more fun to watch on screen than someone like phineas who you're just like please no 
maybe not quite as funny as Toby, but we'll get into that another time. We we have to do a special ranking for this season of the comic relief characters. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are going to be in D tier. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how the presidents so... it's a 45 way tie for the worst. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty much. You mean 46 now? Oh, no. Uh, Chester A. Garfield, man. Great president. Is that his name? I don't know. James is that Gar- the one? Something Garfield. Is that the one that <laughs> had his ass stuffed with pudding? And <laughs> Why do you think he's number one? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Let's stuff his ass with pudding. Honestly, can you rich. think of a better way to go? Like... <laughs> 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 so this episode opened <laughs> with uh Lily and her mom are getting her ass stuffed <laughs> outside this cave and like Necrolize like we gotta get in this cave but evil magic can't open the seal we need good magic to open it damn it and Lily's like, mm, what if we got the Power Rangers to do it? And Necrolyze's like, ah, let's do it. Okay, we'll trick the Power Rangers. So you could pretty much guess where that's going to go. <laughs> it worked. Uh, what do they do? Like... Trick the Rangers? Come on now. The Rangers are smart. Yeah. They never <laughs> get fooled. You know, only Claire, say, only Claire gets fooled. Don't the get Rangers? fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the Rangers are uh, at root core and they're like trying to figure out. Is the dragon egg going to hatch soon? Because it's like rumbling and stuff. And they're where did they get trying a dragon to figure egg? out things about it. Uh. It was a, just a few episodes. Well, it they was found actually a whole thing. There was a, a map, and it got torn in half, but then the mm. map was actually symmetrical, so they, they figured that out. And then there was a, a puzzle box, and it had a dragon egg in it. It's a lot of stuff. Okay. There was a quest, and the Many quest episodes. reward was an egg. Yeah. <laughs> Many episodes of questing. Later, they have this dragon egg that's maybe gonna hatch. They farm and... 20 weeds, they turn 20 weeds in and got a <laughs> dragon egg out of it. <laughs> They're trying to figure out what's going on with this dragon egg. Phineas shows up and interrupts everything because he has a toothache. And considering that he is a toxic, masculine dude, he has never dealt with his he- own health care one time. And doesn't know what to do in this situation. Well, I mean, the American healthcare system is a complete nightmare. I don't blame Phineas for just abstaining entirely. Oh wait, you know, no, they're in New Zealand. Hold on, Phineas. Hold on, hold on. I hold mean, on. oh wait, no, he has. Wait, he's got great healthcare. What the? Yeah. F- <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, having worked at McDonald's, I've seen a lot of people struggle with dental. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I've I've been there. I've been there. We've all been there, Phineas. You know what? Phineas, I feel for you in this episode, even though I wouldn't normally say that. Um, That's as, this is as much credit as I'm going to give Phineas. Period. Done. Period. 
Episode 13 is a Phineas apology episode. <laughs> really there are very we were few... a little wrong, Phineas. There are very few people that I would wish extreme tooth pain on. That shit is fucked up. Wait, can I swear on here? It's pretty late in the episode for me to be asking that. <laughs> yeah, you can swear. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. Swear, you you can, can. Swear. <laughs> tooth pain is not cool, man. I, I feel for Phineas. Yeah. I do. I can fool him. You have to feel for Phineas a little in this in this moment of his dire need. So that's why the Rangers agree to try to take him to the dentist because that makes sense. <laughs> I don't Phineas know why they don't solve them. the problem problem with magic. To be honest, uh, it really you know, seems that like is a good question, but that that's is a, a question, question we're gonna have to leave for for a leap for a different one. Oh, they're probably going to say oh they can't do it through magic cuz he's like a what is it? He's, he's a, like of mixed race, right? He's a troblin. Yes. He's a cryptid. Cryptic. Cryptid. He's a troll <laughs> goblin. Troll goblin. Yeah, he does establish that. I I forgot about. It. Thank you for making me remember that, Grav. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's why their magic doesn't doesn't work on troblins the same. Right. Something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> So the Rangers take Phineas uh, to town, and they're kind of trying to make him look somewhat like a person because he doesn't really look like a person. And mm -hmm. it's only moderately successful across the board. Um, but uh, they take him to the record shop and they realize, uh-oh, we gotta do ranger stuff um, because yep. Lily shows up, deploys that trick we talked about earlier, that trick that surely the rangers would never fall for. <laughs> But of course they do. So Lily's like, ah, there's monsters at the beach. Help me. And the ranger's like, oh, we got to go. So what do they do? They unload Phineas onto Toby, <laughs> their, their boss at the record store. Someone who's not supposed to know that, like, the magic world exists or that the rangers exist. Wait, was this the episode? It's like, nah. I, I don't know who any of these people's names are. I've been pretending I know what you, what you guys are talking about this whole time. But was this the episode where a girl walks up to <laughs> all five of the Power Rangers and is like, oh, I need the Power Rangers. And they're all like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where they could be. But it's like everybody that is in that conversation knows that they're the Power Rangers. That's that's what's that's what happened, right? Yeah. OK. What? What? Yes. Why? Why keep it secret? Like the Power Rangers must know that she knows that they that they're the Power Rangers, right? Like, what? Why are they playing these games? They legit don't try. <laughs> they legit do not try. I just they want to establish that. There's a later episode where one of the lieutenants shows mm -hmm. up um, to like threaten them at a public place, and they don't even try to play it off. They just stand up. And are like, yeah, you want to talk shit? We'll talk shit, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's like, it's like all of these people just ran away watching you do this. No <laughs> one is going to believe that you're a regular person after a literal freaky demon just spawns itself into the food court. And you're like, what? What? Come at me. Headstrong. Take on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they only try with their boss, and that's only kind of half-assedly. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in a later episode, they just go, well, let's just fucking tell them the truth. Like, we're gone all the time anyways, and we can't really explain why we're gone. Other than that we're taking lunch breaks. Toby, sorry, we're not... All why fuck of us aren't going to be able to make it in today. Like, uh, something came up. I know it's the fifth time this week. I know it's only the Basically, fifth time of the week. do that to him all the time. And so he finally does ask them in a later episode, "Where? what's the fuck is up? You, you, y'all just disappear all the time. And Chip's like, we're the Power Rangers. And Toby's just like, okay, don't fucking tell me then. Storms off. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they don't try. They don't try at all this season. They don't give a shit. Um, And they know that Toby, who is, by the way, just like we have Hyde from that 70s show at home. Uh, and that's very obvious from the beginning. Like, Toby is like some kind of acid burnout or he took too many benzos or something. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they know that they can just fuck with him. Like, he doesn't even know how many employees he has. I want to see an episode of the Power Rangers that's just Toby doing his bookkeeping for this record shop. <laughs> no kidding. He does it surprisingly comp- uh, competent. Yeah, he kind of... Well, yeah, there's an episode about that, too. Fuck, this is a weird season. Okay, so... (laughs) So they they unload Phineas onto Toby, and they take off to the cave. Toby and Phineas... We'll come back to it in a minute, because that's a whole thing. Uh, (laughs) But the rangers head to the cave, and uh, they battle some, like, regular minions, and uh, they go into the cave... And this is the first appearance of the frog. Oh, yeah. Jumps onto Madison's arm and scares her. Which, having watched uh, episode 14 before 13, it was very (laughs) obvious what was going on with this frog. I I don't know how (laughs) they didn't see. (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet. No. Yeah, episode 14, our worst, comes directly after. <laughs> we'll get into that, though, in a second. So they go into the cave. We see the frog, and the frog seems to be maybe protecting the rangers a little bit. Like, that's obvious right away, but we don't get mm-hmm. much more out of that in this episode. All I get is Kennedy shouting, Frange! Yeah, Frange! shouting Frange over Every and over. Every time he gets shown on screen. Frange, Frange Ferdinand. <laughs> um, like I, like I said, it was. I guess it's maybe it wouldn't have been obvious, but like because I knew what happened the next time, I'm like, this frog is clearly like trying to be chill with you guys, and you're just being a dick to this frog. Like it's not normal for a frog to want to hang out really with though. you. Like if there it's are also not fucking... normal for a frog to do magic. Yeah, if you are already in a world where there are wizards and robots and uh, vampires and shapeshifters and, like, all these mythical things, like, I would be suspicious instantly of a frog that seemed to want to hang out with a group of people. I would be like, you know, we should at least, like, consider the possibility that this is yet another fucking wild thing about the world we live in. This is not just a normal frog, which is in a cave, which is not where frogs ever are anyways. What? Come on. Like, <laughs> Good point. So they get into the cave. They find a mummy and a lamp, uh, like a genie lamp. Mm-hmm. I just want to be really clear about that because it's not in any way unobvious. 
and the rangers are like, huh, this is weird. There's no monster in this cave, but there is some weird stuff. And then Necrolive shows up and is like, ha-ha, you broke the seal, dummies. Thanks. Grabs the mummy, takes off. And the rangers are like, oh, we got punked. What the fuck? But as a consolation prize, they pick up the lamp, which Necrolive was apparently not interested in at all or maybe didn't even notice. That she, she straight up just didn't care about the lamp. Yeah, she just didn't give a shit. She was just like, what is this? Some kind of burial ornament? Let's get out of here. The rangers uh, take the lamp back to Root Core, their base, and they're trying to figure it out. And Nick uh, cleans the lamp in typical Disney movie fashion, and a genie pops out. It's Genji. <laughs> He's like this crazy cat guy. Uh, with abs. Which right away, with I abs. was on board. I was on board. I was like, hell yeah, cat guy. Genji looks cool. <laughs> Genji looks yeah, Genji horrifying. Has, like, I was full <laughs> grill too. I mean, a little of that too, but it's like in the fun way. He looks like a weird, like Miyazaki creature or something <laughs> that you yeah. don't know whether or not you trust when you meet it on the bridge at night or whatever. Right. Yeah. Feels the most written by Saban character, probably. Yeah. Real throwback to like Ninjor characters like that. Yes. Yes. So Genju's like, hey, what's your wish? And Chip wishes for 10 wishes for each of them. Genius, um, and Chip. Genji, yeah. Genji's like, no, you voided that contract. <laughs> That's <laughs> You try to do shit like that, this is over. Um, <laughs> Owned. Get wrecked. <laughs> Fucking smartass. Oh, and he calls, he calls Chip Carrot Top. Which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> anti-ginger discrimination genji is uh enticed when he sees the dragon egg and is like oh that's interesting a dragon egg and like gets distracted before he could take off genji starts giving them advice about the egg the rangers kind of convince genji they're like Man, maybe you should stick around with us for a little bit what are you what are you even doing you were in a cave dude like you know <laughs> fuck this wishes shit you're gonna hang out with us and help us with stuff and uh, Genji's like, I don't know. I'm really afraid of things. And the Rangers are like, nah, come with us. We're going to go fight stuff and just take Genji with them. In mm -hmm. the meantime, Toby and Phineas are having a weird series of events and eventually make it to a dentist's office. The dentist comes in and is like very much like vibes, just like gives off the vibe right away that like, if he suspects that you might be homeless, you don't ever come back out of his office. <laughs> like, that dentist is creepy as fuck. All I see is medical dump. malpractice coming from this guy. <laughs> He's like, I will operate on anything. This dude has a throne of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, goals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely. I, I agree with you, Grab. He definitely he'll operate on anything. He's like the 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 person that like the veterinarian that they go to in Trailer Park yeah. Boys when they get shot. Yeah, like, yeah, that's... yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> You're so wait. Right. Wasn't that guy also doing teeth at one point too? Is that the same guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Holy shit! Adventures. <laughs> 
See, I was very confused again oh, no. from watching these episodes out of order. Um, the fact that Toby was at the dentist with him, I was like, wait, does this guy own a record store and he's a dentist? What's happening? Like, I was, I, it, there was just so many things, so many details coming at me that I like couldn't really follow what was going on. So I didn't even realize, I legit didn't even realize there was a dentist there. I thought it was just the two of them. I was, I was in a fugue state at this point, uh, watching the Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> well it is just the two of them i don't first. blame you after episode 14 that's yeah for i don't sure. blame you at all uh it is just the two of them at first and then the dent like and they're kind of having like a weird surreal experience just being alone in the dentist's office and then the dentist shows up and he starts zapping them with a numbing ray and all kinds of weird stuff's going on and then the power rangers are battling a monster out in the city Right. And Toby's watching it and his mouth is numb and he's trying to tell the dentist and Phineas that there's like some shit going on outside nearby, but he can't because his mouth is numb because of the numbing ray and he's just like mumbling. It's just like a bizarre sequence of events. <laughs> I don't even know, but it was funny. It made me laugh it's a of, lot. It's kind of a throwback I was to... High. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a throwback to uh, Bulk and Skull days. Yeah. Did we skip over the part Very... where Phineas explained how to hatch the dragon's egg? Or am I in a fugue state again and I just missed us talking about it? Oh, yeah. Claire. Claire also, what is a fugue state? I don't know what that word means. It just feels right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, means the, it means watching the Power Rangers at 3 a.m. Yeah. fucking completely out of your mind. That's what it means. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Claire births a dragon, or she she hatches she hatches Spyro, and I did like the dragon. The dragon was very cute. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was important to touch on this on that in this episode because in the no, next you're episode, right. she, does, she has to sit on the egg. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. It's a very weird. It definitely feels like it was someone's fetish. Yeah, I was going to be like, <laughs> what? Yeah, a little dragon egg. to do this. They wanted, they wanted Claire to do this. A little dragon egg Sibian action, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say something, but... Let's just, uh, let's just move on from the bad dragon plot line. Uh, so <laughs> it is a cute dragon the mummy turns out to be this guy imperious who is going to replace mordecai who passed away in a recent episode r.i.p mordecai put some respect on the man's name they should have known he was a goner because his name wasn't immordecai mordecai does sound like the name of someone who's who's dying right now I know my jokes that I've been bringing have not been that great, and it's fine. I understand that, but there is like a noticeable delay uh, on <laughs> on the Discord, so that like I've, oh. I've been like dropping jokes that I know aren't great, but like there's just the added three seconds of you guys not having heard it yet, where I'm just like sitting in <laughs> sitting in the knowledge of the words that just came out of my mouth that are going to be heard by people, and just waiting for it to hit you guys, and for you to be like. Let's move on. <laughs> this is my yeah, that nightmare. Little this bit is, of latency today. This is why I did not do a Choice. single Zoom comedy show. Like, 
I'm so right? sorry. It's okay. No, like I said, I know the jokes aren't good to begin with. It's just we have yeah. been laughing. <laughs> normally, normally I can see instantaneously how much I've reached for a reach for something that is just a little too far away. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it occurs with our side, too. So, like, we see your... We hear you before we see it reflected in your video. So don't just think oh. it's one way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole... Your your whole video thing. and your audio is desynced. Ooh, that sounds like a nightmare. Um, Is this the, all that yeah. happened in 13? So that might actually be, like, causing your, your stress right now to rise. Oh, wait. So that means that you guys get to hear my bad joke and then watch my face as I tell it and realize that there's just a, a moment or two of silence before it hits you guys. This is hilarious. Okay, I'm full on back around to this being very yeah, funny. You, this is, like, <laughs> you, you basically this is emotional look... emotional roller coaster. Every time you say a joke, you basically look disappointed every time. <laughs> And I'm like, man, you're not gonna even like laugh with your own joke. You should, you should, you should perform comedy that way if you don't already. Just tell a joke and then just look disappointed. <laughs> Actually, what happens when I perform comedy? I tell a joke and then the audience looks disappointed. <laughs> yeah. You ever tell a room full of people something that you earnestly think is humorous and then just look at them stare at you? It's not the best feeling, but uh. Actually, it is pretty fun. I, I did like that bombing. for a podcast once. It was not fun. <laughs> I like bombing. I have more fun on stage whenever the audience hates me than whenever they like just kind of like me. Like I've I've like crushed like maybe five times total where it's just like they were eating up my every word. Most of the sets I do, it's like, yeah, they're kind of on board. It's fun. But the sets where they fucking hate me is it's amazing. Like I I did a 20 minute set in Erie, Pennsylvania once. And my first joke was, I have a joke about polyamory, just like, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, 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 it's just like kind of having fun with it about how people say uh, monogamy is not natural. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're in a building right now. But so I, I tell this joke about polyamory. And from that moment, the entire crowd <laughs> fucking hates me. What I did not realize is this is a small town. Everybody knows each other. And the woman and the three men that were sitting right at the front were in a polycule. So, like, everybody knew that I told a joke that made them uncomfortable. And they were just staring daggers at me. And everybody was, like, looking at them and looking to me. And I went for 19 and a half more minutes after that. Just, just eating shit. It was awesome. I was having so much fun. Wow, that's I, experience. I could never do that. Um, I think if I ever bombed a comedy show, I would probably lay on the floor and still riff. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I don't need to have eye contact with you to make jokes. <laughs> I went around and asked everybody if they wanted an autograph or a picture with me afterwards just so they could have something to remember the night by <laughs> that's I mean comedy's tough comedy's tough I think yeah. it's even tougher now yeah. to owe to be in 2006 <laughs> and writing the Power Rangers and just getting to make up jokes about a troblin with a toothache. <laughs> My god. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. <laughs>
We finished you this know, episode yet? Since then. <laughs> or, 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 I, pretty much. Genji becomes their friend. Yeah, Genji gets unleashed as like an attack, I think, in this episode, right? Yeah, yeah Gen- Genji like overcomes his fear. And then it's back in the lamp. Back in the lamp with you, Genji. <laughs> Genji's like, no. I don't want to come out of the lamp, uwu. So <laughs> last secretly, secretly he comes out of the lamp and he puts on his cat face. <laughs> when, he, when he pops his head out of the lamp, like I'm coming out, tee hee. And then goes back oh, in. No. <laughs> <laughs> so last and definitely least was long ago, which was our pick for the worst episode of this season. This uh, as Kennedy said, um, you did send it to me twice. I almost I almost watched it twice. Like <laughs> I, I, I clicked oh on it. Oh no. and I was like, no, oh this is God. the same one. This is the same one. Um, so I could have been in even more of dire straits. Uh, this was, this was a, this was bad. If you had watched it twice, I don't think you would have, you wouldn't have made it to the recording today. Yeah. I would have gotten a message from Maria, like, "What did you do to Andrew? <laughs> He's in the hospital, <laughs> and he just keeps babbling about Kennedy and the Power Rangers. What the <laughs> fuck did you? That, that would be my morning. If you had watched yeah. this episode twice." <laughs> You're not kidding. You're not so kidding. Before this, <laughs> by the way, this, this was episode... the first one I watched. So this is the first episode of Power Rangers I had seen in oh, probably no. 20 years, and I got thrown oh, into the middle. No. Now I really understand things. the uh, the attitude that you came here with today. Like it, it really <laughs> makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this course ain't that bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> So before this episode uh, started showing, I was making jokes in the episode before this when they were showing flashes of Frange, where I was just like, this this show is Chrono Trigger. The sixth ranger is going to be a frog prince. Watch. And I am so upset. I just want (laughs) to preemptively say that I'm so upset. But do please go on. Imperius is in charge now. He's got a monster called Jester. Uh, Jester takes off to go mess stuff up. Imperius um, is the queer-coded villain, right? He's definitely a, a, a make-your-villains-gay-Disney trope kind of situation a little bit. Because Imperius is very much like, And now we're gonna take over, girls! Like... <laughs> Just a lot, and that's unto itself kind of weird, and it's kind of weird in this episode, especially juxtaposed against Korai. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back at uh, wizard school, Udana is literally making the rangers do trust fall exercises because this is Jesus camp, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And the rangers immediately blow it. They are supposed to catch Madison. They do it the first time, but then the second time their crystal ball starts lighting up and they're like, oh shit, and they all run off and Madison just falls down on the fucking concrete and she stands up and she's like damn 
That's foreshadowing. I guess this is how much I can trust y'all. And they don't even respond to that. Yeah, they're like <laughs> on and doing their own thing afterwards. Yeah. She's just on the ground. She just ate shit. There's a creature in the woods and the rangers need to go investigate. And it's because it's nearby. And so the rangers go out to check out what's hanging out near their magic school. And they find this creature and they start fighting with him a little bit. But then Udana appears and she's like, wait, stop. That's not a monster. That's my old friend Calendar. He's like a guy that was one of the old ranger type people back in the day. One of the old people who sealed up the demons. And Calendar starts right away acting a little shady. What accent does this guy have? Good question. Right? Because at one point he sounds like he's like maybe from the Midwest. But then, like, he's also Scottish? Yeah, I'm Maybe? not sure. And it was hard to find information about this actor. Sometimes I try to figure that stuff out, but this guy hasn't done much. So Calendar has this weird, like, sometimes he kind of sounds almost like a big old Texas drawl. And then other times he's from the Highlands. And it's just this whole thing that is very inconsistent the whole time. Uh, but he's shady. He's real shady right away. The accent work. See, this was another thing that was like trippy about starting at this episode is that guy's accent was weird. And like, also, everybody kind of has some accent sometimes on this show. But I think this is the out of the three episodes I watched. This is like the most egregious with it. That So like it was again, I couldn't place this not only in what time sure. it was happening in, but what place it was happening in. And. Yeah, like it was just it was it was a lot. It was a lot. So they're filming in New Zealand. It's a lot yeah. of New Zealand actors, but also um Disney's hiring people from all around the world, so you never know what you're going to end up with. And also Disney is vaguely directing them to sound American because supposedly Briarwood is in California. Okay. But it's clear that there isn't like a voice acting coach actually right, helping yeah. these kids or anything. <laughs> Not at all. Nothing. They're just no. like, sometimes they sound kind of American and other times they just sound completely Kiwi and it's totally inconsistent and yeah, random. The inconsistency was fucking with me. Cause like I said, I was already like kind of out of it when I started and then, like, they were going in and out a little bit. And, like, sometimes it would be stronger. Sometimes it would be... I'm like, are they doing a bit? Like, what is what is happening? Why why, why do they keep going back and forth? <laughs> what, what makes it even weirder is that Xander insists that he is from New Zealand and moved to the States. <laughs> and so he's, he's like, like, yeah, you guys took me in, right? Yeah, I love being here in the States, except everyone sounds like him. So it's just weird as fuck. <laughs> Can't get over that. They should not have had Xander even mention it. That just made it even more uncanny. <laughs> uh, so Claire in particular is kind of noticing that whenever Calendar is like near the crystal ball. And by the way, somebody's going to hear this episode and be like, that's not how you say his name. Yes, it is. Uh, whenever Calendar is near the crystal ball uh, or anything like that, that it kind of turns dark for a second. 
and uh, but she can't convince Udana of this, and Udana's like, "No, Calendar is my old friend." And Calendar starts spinning this story that you know you probably always suspected one of the Rangers betrayed us. It was it was Daggeron. Do you remember Daggeron? And Udana's like, "Oh, dang, Daggeron was the one that betrayed y'all." And Calendar's like, "Yeah." Um. But uh, of course, you know, there's this obvious plot that Calendar is going to turn out to be evil, and he he mm-hmm. does. Um, the Rangers, though, they keep getting distracted by Jester, the monster. So, uh, they're not like immediately available to like help when Calendar eventually reveals himself. Or actually, is revealed by Phineas, and Phineas is only like useful moment, pretty much. They ever. do this Again, a lot, actually. The three episodes you sent me, you're you're not making a good case for Phineas to not be a great guy. Like he, uh, you know, first the first time I met Phineas was when he was tr- he was trying to help the Rangers out. He was like, "Hey, no, there's a bad guy in your midst," and then you know he's going to the dentist. He's getting too okay. He got I don't know. Yeah, Phineas Phineas tried to come through for the Rangers in this episode. He does. You got to give it to him, I guess. It's I'm becoming voice. a Phineas truther. <laughs> his voice is fucking <laughs> like his voice is insane. Like it, he sound like it's like overdubbed or something. <laughs> or, like he has like an, a, he has a distortion pedal in his throat. I don't understand it. But you know, I'm not I'm not going to judge him for it. I hate it so much. <laughs> no. No, no. I've been around people with that accent. I can't. Phineas is the reason why clove cigarettes were banned. Yeah. <laughs> he was a case study. <laughs> it's it's very unfortunate, but it's just like a lot of these episodes. And I'm not saying that every episode features Phineas, but like Phineas is frequently the bad parts of the episodes. And this one doesn't really change that trend. Yeah. Um. So the frog keeps showing up when they're fighting with Jester, and keeps scaring Madison. And even though at this point it's even more like Andrew, you were talking before about like it seems really obvious that this frog is not normal. Yeah. It's even. Yeah. It's way more obvious now that this is not an ordinary frog. <laughs> I enjoyed the frog hijinks in this episode. Oh my god. I was having fun. Like they're Go on, Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Before we really want to get into this, go on, Kennedy. Please. So then Madison is suddenly like picks up the frog during one of the battles. Like, well, hold on, hold on. No, god. I want to talk about I want to talk about the you, good you parts go of the okay. frog. They're at work again. Okay. Five people working at this record store. Um, when there are other employees, I don't know how they're making money, but I trust. If you say Toby's got this, I trust you. Now the frog shows up at their work and calamity, <laughs> complete calamity. They cannot handle the frog. Somehow, five young adults are all terrified of small amphibians. Which, like, maybe if it's a snake or a spider, but who the fuck is afraid of frogs? And so. You know, they're just like running around, it's they're screaming, they're terrified. In New Zealand. Frogs, that's the best season in New Zealand. 
Um, I, I, from what I hear, I think it came up on Flight <laughs> of the Concords. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, so like the frog is just terrorizing these kids at work. At one, <laughs> they're like running around trying to escape the frog. At one point, the frog lands on a spinning record and just chills, spins around for a bit. The frog is cool. I wish the frog would have stayed the frog. Just leave him on the record. He was having a good time. Yeah. It's like when a cat rides a Roomba. Leave that frog on that Just spinning record. Friend. <laughs> it should have been. They should have went all the way with Frog Prince a la Chrono Trigger. Just, a... <laughs> Just an actual Frog Prince. Yeah. Just the actual Frog Prince. They had Doggy Kruger. Literally. They had a character. We spent a whole, the, the whole last season having to take seriously a character referred to as Doggy. That looked like a dog person thing. Wonder how he got the name. That was having sex <laughs> with uh, an elf named Cat. <laughs> uh... <laughs> There's some wild shit on Power Rangers. I'm going to be honest with you guys. As an affair, yeah, by the way. This was an affair. That's a whole we can't get into that right now. Um, so <laughs> so now that we've had the fun frog stuff out of the way, so they're at the battle. The frog shows up to the battle. And wouldn't you know it, Madison is like, you know what, frog? I'm sorry I've been so scared of you. You're trying to help. I'm gonna give you a kiss. I didn't think they would show it. She I didn't really think they would do it either. <laughs> I, I I really didn't think they were I, going there at first, I but then at a certain know. point, at a certain point, when we were watching this, I started to say to Grab, "They're gonna do it, they're gonna <laughs> do it," and Grab's just going, "No." <laughs> it was getting progressively louder when she picked it up. <laughs> I was screaming when she actually kissed the frog. Well, you know what they say about frogs, right? They are ribbit for her pleasure. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, we're going we're going there with it. OK, um, so, <laughs> so the... go on. Come on. Here's what's most frustrating about this is they didn't even try to, like, establish this. Normally, no. like, Udana tells them, like, a fairy tale or something. You know, like you very quickly went from being of... afraid of the frog to being like, I'm going to put my mouth on this. I'm going to kiss this yes. frog. No it one told so me this was a good idea. Awkward. <laughs> so awkward. And the fact that they made Blue Ranger do it, too. And at this point, like she hasn't had any good episodes, really, except maybe like one. Yeah, it's a disaster for her character. Just in general. Yeah. I'm just like, no, you just took a permanent L. This doesn't um, scrub away. It was televised. I'm going to really quickly just breeze through. Uh, so Phineas reveals to Claire that Calendar was the betrayer. Uh, Calendar's trying to poison Udana. Claire gets in the way at the last second and reveals it. Calendar reveals himself to be imperious, blah, blah, blah. Um, the frog turns out to be Daggeron. It was Calendar that betrayed them, not Daggeron. Daggeron was always good. And the only saving grace of this episode at all, even slightly, is that Daggeron's ranger suit is cool as fuck. He's like a gold common rider thing. 
it's badass. Yeah, it really is badass. And also, like, everyone was fawning over Daggeron. They're like, maybe I will kiss a frog. I'm like, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> we were in this freaking voice call doing a screen share, and everybody's just like, oh, you know, if I got a dagger on out of a frog kiss, why not? <laughs> that's not, I don't think yeah, that's a, results are not typical, I, I believe. <laughs> no, you Daggeron don't is get a hottie a... like that by kissing a frog. Sorry, <laughs> Daggeron is a strong boy. He looks like mm-hmm. a he looks like a weightlifter. Yeah, he looks tough. Yeah, but really... also sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he has a really cool suit, and his suit, uh, his uh. He's a gold ranger this time around. And uh, he uses Genji as a weapon as well. And it's pretty pog. But, like, honestly, what really drags this episode down is that fuck. <laughs> and a lot more of the episode revolves around this dumb frog shit and other, like, bad stuff than anything cool. So it's, like, very few moments of coolness. Uh, but uh, but Dagron's kind of cool. The blasting with the lamp and he's like spinning it is just like the the funnest thing. It's oh yeah, so that goofy. lamp, that lamp really did turn into like three different kinds of guns, for some reason. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> as fuck. He's out here Beyblading it too. <laughs> Let it rip. <laughs> so the episode ends with Udana and Daggeron talking. And Daggeron, you know, tells the real story of what happened. Calendar <laughs> turned to evil magic, blah, blah, blah. And also, Udana's like, what happened to my son, Bowen? You were the one who was supposed to take him to safety. And Daggeron's like, I just don't know. I'm sorry. This is, sets up a dramatic plot point that at the time, it didn't bother me as much. But in retrospect, knowing how badly they resolve all of this makes me hate this episode even more. I just have to put that out there. I cannot even judge this one with fairness and no meta knowledge. I can't be like that. It did seem like a very low stakes conversation for this woman to be asking what happened to my son and this man to be like, I don't know. She was like, like, it it just seemed like they weren't (laughs) like they were talking about like what the weather was that day or something. And it's like, hold on a second. That's that's sad, lady. Like what? What? What did happen to your son? What? You're you're grieving and like what? <laughs> what? I don't know. Very weird. Also, in this episode, uh, weird. At one point, what's her name? Claire had the dragon wrapped up in a blanket. Uh, it was feeding it a dragon bottle. Which where the fuck are you getting dragon milk? Whatever. We don't need to talk about that. What we do need to talk about is that this again was the first episode I watched, and they don't show the dragon, so they just show oh, her wow. carrying around something in a wrapped, very large, wrapped in a blanket, and I was extremely confused. <laughs> I was like, "That's way too. That's like toddler size minimum. Why is this in a?" Okay. Anyways, but again, that's just that's that's not a continuity error as much as it's a user error. Me being the user. Yeah. Yeah. This is a nightmare. But well. <laughs> Well, you're 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 kind of bringing in that perspective of like somebody just tuning into Power Rangers, Mm -hmm. like on the TV, you know. And then this is the episode they give you. Yeah, I was gonna say too. Like they 
yes, like, you could have watched them in order and it would have helped, but also, like, the fact that they go this whole episode only vaguely hinting at what this, like, babyish thing is and mm-hmm. the whole thing is weird as shit, that is not, like, that's not expert storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and review. Um, Let's rate them. Yeah, I'll go ahead and get started. What was the first one? Legendary Catastros. I think my only issue with that episode was Phineas. You're, you're gonna constantly, you're gonna hear this quite a lot. Honestly, this was like a really good episode for Nick. I really like this episode. Uh, obviously, it kind of sets a showdown with Korag later on as Korag like bides his time waiting for Nick to get stronger. It's kind of like a like a Dragon Ball Z type shit of like Vegeta talking to Cell and being like, I want to face you in your perfect form. Ha ha, right? Which was a bullshit moment in Dragon Ball Z, but because in the context of this show, because it's early on in the season, kind of works. You don't know what Korag's motives are. So for that, I kind of give it an eight. Like I said, the Phineas stuff drags it down. Stranger Within Part 2, I believe, is next. That's an amazing episode. Um, again, what Phineas was in this episode too, right? A little bit. He's in like every episode. Yeah, he contaminates just everything he touches. Um, Actually, no, he's not in this. This is why this one is so good. He's not in it. He's not in it. Okay. Wow, um, the Phineas hate. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I might have actually given it a lower score if it did have the Phineas part. I thought it did. Uh, <laughs> it's a nine. Uh, I don't think it quite reaches the 10 mark, but I, I think it is a nine for sure. I loved it quite a lot. Pink Ranger's strongest moment. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff, honestly. And it really helped Chip's character out too, both of them. Um, it kind of sets a sort of relationship between the two that I think improves as time goes on. Scaredy this being next. probably the greatest moment. What is the next one? Uh, Scaredy, Scaredy Cat, Cat right? Mm-hmm. Scaredy Cat, I think, is an eight. I almost want to give it a seven. That Phineas shit, man. When you were describing it, I was like, yeah, I really like, I really fucking hated that part. But I did, I did, uh, I did like Genji quite a lot. I think Genji saves that episode quite a bit. Uh, I'll give that one also. I'll probably give it an eight, but I'm probably leaning a seven. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, long man. ago, the frog ago. episode. <laughs> what are you going to give it? I haven't shouted no at a Power Rangers episode in a very long time. <laughs> Was it? I think it might have been. I don't know if it was like completely in anger as like uh, alien rangers, maybe. Um, you seem more shocked this time. Yeah, it was Just more in shock. Deer in the headlights. <laughs> it's like a four. Wow, that's gold, generous. That's gold better. ranger, gold ranger's cool. Yeah, Daggeron's cool. Gold ranger's cool. Uh, Udana gets laid in the beginning of this episode. Quick, quick mention right there. <laughs> She immediately, like, this guy pops yeah, she up. She's like, I remember you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, Calendar comes in. She's like, it's my good friend Calendar. Hey, Calendar, let's go to my private quarters. We'll talk. He was, like, the Lancelot back in the day. And I'm like, is this what you qualify <laughs> as a Midwest 10? 
Come on now. <laughs> um, Andrew, give us your ratings. Keep in mind that we're not rating out of 10 compared to all things. It's like just within the scope of Power Rangers. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, I'm going to go in the order I watched. Episode 14, uh, whatever the fuck it was called. Long ago. Give it... Frog kiss. I'm going to give that a five. And the reason okay. for five is because it was bombarding me with too many things to think of. But when it got to the point where they were going, where um, she was going to kiss the frog, I was like, there's no way she's actually going to physically kiss a frog. And she did it. And I was like, you know what? This episode brought it. Um, episodes 13. I'm going to give that a seven. <laughs> and the reason is because is. Because I had watched 14 before it and had a lot of questions, episode 13 is the only time that any of the questions I had from the show were answered. Not all of them. A few of them were. Like, what was wrapped up in the blanket? Oh, it's a dragon. That's cool. They should have told me that. Um, yeah, uh, oh, the frog was a prince. This is how they found the frog. Oh, the mummy was this guy. Or the guy was a mummy. Yeah. So, like, I'd, it was the only time where I started to piece things together. Um... Then going back to episode six, uh, I'm going to honestly, I'm going to give that three uh, because it was the third one I watched. It was the least fun. And I did not understand why they got to a purple forest and why there was a horse. And why I didn't, there was, I thought I was like picking it up after watching 14, then 13. I'm like, I kind of get this. Then I went and watched episode six and I was like, I do not get this. Um, finally, episode nine. I'm going to give that a perfect 10 because I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like I said, Stranger Within Part 2 is is the episode where like Kennedy and I like insta-locked that shit. We were like, yep, I'm definitely just saying, going of, on the, the best and worst. Out of the four episodes, it's the only one that did not attempt to kill me. <laughs> that's fair it's the, it's the only fair. episode that i didn't have didn't didn't have 55 questions about things that i don't actually care that much about episode nine <laughs> best episode of the series in my opinion or i guess <laughs> wait no applying that same logic um every episode besides the three that i did see are tied for best episode so never mind i'm the kennedy why don't you, why don't you go ahead with your ratings here Um, I think Legendary Catastros for me is like a seven. It, it it wasn't like amazing, amazing, but really like nothing in this season is like a ten. Um, which is interesting because like a lot of the episodes are pretty good, but they rarely, really like excel. There's always things kind of dragging it down. And for me in Legendary Catastros, it was. Phineas, but also, like, too much plot convenience at certain points, which is an issue that this season has a lot. Um, Stranger Within Part 2, I will give that... Like, this is, like, the only 10 this season, I think, for me. Mm -hmm. um, really good, solid episode that I just um, really like a lot. Um, I was tempted to even almost say, like, Parts 1 and Part 2 would be in the best, but... Then I was like kind of on the fence about it because I kind of wanted to display a little bit more of what's in this season, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and Scaredy Cat, 
was well worth that in my opinion for sure. That one is like an eight for me, which I think is also what you gave it, Grav. Um, yeah, just a just a just a really hilarious. Genji's really good. Yeah, Genji's funny. It's just a trippy episode. Like this sassy genie cat just giving you shit all the time. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Long ago, I'm gonna be less generous than anyone else. To me, that was the three for sure. The only thing that saved it was Dagron showing up. <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. Would you watch not necessarily this season, but would you watch the Power Rangers again? No. <laughs> it, was, it was too much. It was look like I get it. I, I you know, I'm not like real into this kind of um or like any of the kind of genres that this blended together. Like I'm not really into like uh like action movies or uh like fighting movies or uh, mythical shit like I'm not into any of them individually and putting them all together it makes it worse. So, you know, I respect you guys. I'm I'm happy that this <laughs> is something that brings you joy. Um I would I would I would delete my Twitter if you asked me to do this again. Or maybe maybe just say no. I'd say no. I'd say no. <laughs> fair yeah. fair enough. Uh, Andrew Hillary, thank you so much. For suffering through some weird Power Rangers with us. We appreciate it. I had a fun time. And uh, what would you like to plug? Um, I would like to plug my podcast called The Worst Week Yet. Me and Marina Guido and sometimes Dan Davin, we talk about... See, it's fun. We talk about all the ways that the world is metaphorically burning down around us. And then some weeks, we talk about the ways that the world is literally burning down around us. The fucking ocean caught on fire this week? Fucking, look, we called our podcast the worst week yet, and so yeah. far, it's been accurate every fucking week. We have a lot of fun. We started a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> I've been reviewing movies. I've never seen, like, anything. Like, I've never seen so many classic movies. And so every week I've been putting up a poll for the Patreon. I'm like, what movie do you want me to review that I've never seen? And I've always, so far, each time I've thrown in, like, a joke answer. And the joke answer always wins. So, like, I had to watch the movie Shrek for the first time. I had to watch the movie Dirty Dancing for the first time. Which, fun fact about Dirty Dancing, it is not, in fact, <laughs> Footloose. I thought it was Footloose the whole time. I was sitting there watching Dirty Dancing, like, when are they going to make dancing illegal? What the fuck is going on in this movie? Um, last week I watched Rugrats in Paris, <laughs> um, which is a fucking nightmare. There's a little bit no. of anti-union vibes in there. There's th nothing in Rugrats. I would Ooh. rather watch Power Rangers than Ooh. Rugrats in Paris. Let's put it that way. Um, this week I think I have to watch the movie Holes. Holes is a great movie. I've, like I, I don't. I know. honestly, I could I could watch Holes again. I, yeah, I think um, Holes is overrated, but I don't think it's as bad as some of the trash you've been watching. Yeah, <laughs> I will say I will say it's better than the book. Uh, well, no, the movie is not better than the book. It's one of those cases where the book is better than movie, but the movie does a pretty good job adapting the book. Um, we also made a summer jams playlist with the guy from Eve Six, and none of us picked any songs that are appropriate for a summer jams playlist. Uh, we did a deep dive on the economy, and we're all stupid, so that was fun. Um, we're doing fun stuff. Go check uh, patreon.com slash worst week yet. We'll send you some stickers. I don't know. Oh, also, I just started an OnlyFans, so uh, watch me jerk off. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, 
please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.